You're listening to That Real Girl Podcast. Happy Monday and welcome back to That Real Girl Podcast, your go-to place and gal for getting real and in your feels. The place for creating connections, fostering self-growth, and continuing the conversation. So today I am sitting down with my warm tea on this chilly afternoon, about to enjoy the lovely company of Stella which is a wonderful lady who is a local community volunteer and contributor of her time. And today we're going to also get to know her small business known as Stella's Balklava. And that is exclusively sold at Ingredients Artisan Market. So thanks for sitting down with me today. My pleasure, Taylor. (laughs) And how has your week been? Has anything exciting happened? My week. Well, I went to the Ryder game this weekend in oh, Regina this past and weekend. And that was a loss or a win? That, unfortunately, was a loss, <laughs> so they're out of the playoffs. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I haven't been following. I'm, I've been, I've been into, in, too into NFL, unfortunately. Okay, so. <laughs> so they're out of the playoffs, and then I spent an extra evening in Regina because of the snowstorm. Right. Which for, was... So for anyone listening, my American listeners, because there's many of you out there, it is currently the end of October, and unfortunately, there's already been a little bit of snow happening, which sometimes happens in October, but they're, they're, it looks like it's going to be a nice weekend. It says about 13 degrees one day, so that, that could be promising. I think we're going to have a nice week. Okay. Well, yeah, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I know a little bit about you already, Stella, and I've known you through just family and other people in Saskatoon as well but for people who don't know who you are could you talk a little bit about who you are your background and kind of little little details about what you're doing right now in your life okay well I moved to Saskatoon right before kindergarten so Saskatoon is my home okay (laughs) me too (laughs) and my parents came from Greece so they immigrated when they were teenagers Wow. To Greece, to Canada from Greece, and I have one brother, and he's a teacher. And, and where does he live? Right he now? lives in Ontario. Ontario. He lives in Ontario. So it's my brother and myself left. My parents, unfortunately, have passed on. And Taylor, I went to high school in Saskatoon. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Aiden Bowman. Oh, you! I didn't know that. I, I oh. did. I went to Bowman. <laughs> go Bears. <laughs> go Bears. Good school. <laughs> went to Bowman, and then I went to the to the U of S, and I completed my BA. Right. And then I went to nursing school, and I graduated from Kelsey. It was called Kelsey back then, the two year yeah. diploma program. Wonderful. Yeah. I have lots of nurses who are listeners. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. And, but I didn't actually work as a nurse yeah okay but I graduated from nursing and then I went on to work at the lung association for 20 years oh for 20 years Mm -hmm. wow how did that kind of come about like did you just like apply for a job or did someone like seek you out or how I actually after nursing school I spent a year at the business college oh and from that I went right into the lung association and I stayed for 20 years wow Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good so thing. It was that's a good awesome. thing. So it was a good thing. Great people. Um, after 20 years, I realized it was time for a change. So I 
I don't like to say the word retired, but I left Lung after, I guess it's been five years now. You moved on. (laughs) I moved on from Lung. Moved on from Lung. Um, And now I am focusing on my passion project, which is Stella's Baklava. I like the the term you use for that passion project. I like that a lot. So that's kind of where you're at right now then, basically. That's where I'm at right now. So that's awesome. One of my favorite questions to ask people from time to time is something that you basically can't live without. And if that means it's like a certain lip chap or like a certain cup of coffee that you have every day, like what is those things for you? It can be the simplest things. Can you think of anything? You know what? One of the things is my phone. Your phone? My phone because I found over COVID that connected me with so many people. Fair enough. I think that's a good way to look at it too. And in terms of Facebook and Instagram, I can keep up with what my cousins are doing, what my brother's doing in Ontario. Um, yeah, I hate to say phone, but that's one of the things. No, that, no, I, I get, I, I get I why you're saying. Without. I hate to say it because you know most people are like, you know, like the same would be like, oh, I bet you can't go one day without your phone. But like, I think we all could. But you're right, there is positives behind, you know, technology in terms of connecting. Mm-hmm. The problem is sometimes then if you put the family stuff aside in terms of like the world with technology, sometimes we're too connected. Like there's too much information always going on, but I think that there are some really beautiful things about your phone. So there you go. That's a good right. answer. And the other thing I can't live without is water. Yeah. <laughs> I can't live without my glass of water. People that know me well will chuckle when they hear this. Because like you're always like the person with the water bottle? Or? Always the person with the water bottle. It's the first thing I have in the morning. Yeah. When I go out for dinner with friends, the, be... the server brings me a little pitcher of water. <laughs> it's just a little joke. Oh my gosh. I, fe- I wish I could be like that. I, <laughs> I have been on a mission the past few months to... I've always like drank water, but I've been mm-hmm. on a mission to like have my water bottle with me and drink more water because when I actually reflected on how much I was drinking, I was like, okay, so I drink one water bottle today. Like that's like a small one too. Mm-hmm. Like that's not enough. And, um, but my, like my partner, he's the opposite. He's the person at dinner with the pitcher of water that the server can't keep up with oh, because he's he? drinking so much water, which is like incredible. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that's funny that you say that. I like that. So besides some things that you can't live without, what are some simple pleasures in life about where you live in Saskatoon that are important to you? One of the things I enjoy is walking along the beautiful riverbank. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful summer, winter, spring, fall, doesn't matter. Just put on my runners and I just go. I sometimes walk to the south, to the south bridge. Sometimes I walk to the north bridge. I've seen you walking. Have you? <laughs> she goes. <laughs> and I walk quickly. <laughs> she, she's not wasting any time. <laughs> you look good, but I've seen you. <laughs> and that's just, you know, it just gives me time to reflect and think yeah. about the day. And it's, I say it's never the same walk twice because the river's always changing. And Absolutely. I see different people. Different birds. Different <laughs> birds. Um... Yeah, that's one of the things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, one of the simple pre- pleasures is my first sip of coffee in the morning. I feel like that's like a, a common 
thing for many people, which I think is pretty nice. So coffee, tea, whatever it is for people. But where do you do you usually sit in your house somewhere and have that coffee, or mm-hmm. not necessarily? You know, I usually sit in my house. When COVID happened, before yeah. pre-COVID, I used to go out every day for coffee. Oh, did you? I had a little coffee group that I oh, that nice. I met with at the old Starbucks on Broadway. Oh, nice. That was one of the places. And when COVID hit, we, you know, the coffee group kind of disbanded, and I literally had to go out and buy a coffee maker. Well, because you were just going <laughs> for coffee every morning. Yeah, didn't have one in my house. So sometimes I have coffee at home. I also like to come to Broadway and have a coffee. Absolutely. Shout out to the recent new coffee place, Junior, Junior Cafe. <laughs> I, I jokingly refer to that as my office. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But actually, I actually I brought one of my friends to Junior this week for the first time. Like she's she was living in London for the past couple of years. She's from here originally. Mm, mm-hmm. But um, there's lots of places that like I feel like she's still kind of like getting used to because she's been away for like a couple of years mm-hmm. um so i brought her there and you know we've gone for coffee lots of places in the city and there's some other really great places too she's like man this coffee i don't know what beans they're using but it's amazing like she was just like just so perplexed Aww. and we had the best morning walking around with our coffee nice. so i should i need to look at junior's instagram i'm sure they post like the the brand of grinds they use for their coffee i'm sure like i, I, don't, I, I don't even know i get dark roast that's all Do you? i know they must have a couple different roasts, but they must. But I'm just, sure they all hit the same. <laughs> I'm so glad a local coffee shop is in that corner. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like I like my my little Starbucks when I'm like mm-hmm. in the airport before a flight somewhere. But like on a day to day basis, it's nice to go to a little local coffee shop, mm-hmm. right? For sure. I mean, also it's really cute in there, so that helps too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving on for our shared love of junior and little coffee shops. What would be a quote that comes to mind that recently has been resonating with you if there is anything like that? And how has it been playing a role in your life? Hmm. I think amazing things happen when women work together. I think that's really relevant to... Well, one, I mean, you as a community volunteer and then also the podcast as well, because that's kind of what my podcast and myself is about. Well, women and like just people working together, right? Right. right. It's about it's about empowerment, really. I have had so many women reach out and support me with my little business. It's just been amazing. Wow. That's incredible. I think if we could all just take more time to support other people who are trying to do something unique or different instead of you know bringing those people down i think the world could be a better place Mm -hmm. honestly i like that quote a lot was that kind of something you read or is that just kind of like in your head almost you know i've worked with different a few different women organizations primarily dress for success and the ywca okay and after working with them, and primarily female volunteers, I just thought, wow, ma- amazing things happen when women work together. Especially when you like step back and like look at all the, the incredible things that you probably have done yourself and other people with other people, right? <clears throat> While you kind of like take some of those thoughts and 
I'm sure you have like many thoughts and quotes that kind of resonate with you from different weeks and everything. When you think about like the decade of your life that you're in right now, whether it's one or it's three things, is there anything that you've learned besides that amazing things women have, oops, I can't even talk. Amazing things happen when women work together. Mm -hmm. What are some other things that you have learned in this decade of your life specifically compared to, you know, your 20s and your 30s? Oh, you know, one thing that definitely comes to mind is don't worry. Don't sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to work out. Was there a specific time in this decade of your life where you feel like you were fretting the small stuff? Oh, I think when I was younger in my when 20s. When you were younger. For sure. Yeah. Um, Did that just take practice, do you think? Well, I think that just takes time. And time. grace and wisdom. And grace and wisdom. <laughs> um, as I get older, I also think time is so precious. Yeah. You know, make every minute count. Absolutely. Like, can you imagine, like, having your day room because someone cut you off in traffic? That's a small thing. Oh, things like that. Oh, yeah, just let things like that go. But some people can and they don't. But, like, I encourage people to try to I agree with that statement, absolutely. And surround yourself with good energy. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? That means be around positive people, people that wish the best for you. No, that's not... Absolutely. I have actually an episode, um, episode number three, maybe, mm -hmm. with a really, um, really, really special friend of mine. Her name is Rory. Um, she's a little bit, a little bit older than me, but I met Rory back when I was 15 years old and I was mm -hmm. working at Earl's and Rory worked there as a server. And we kind of reconnected a couple years ago out of the blue. And she is, well, she's working towards... She was thinking about working towards her PhD to be a um, psychiatrist, but she might be gauging more towards like a PhD in social work. Okay. Um, but she's just very like dedicated about wanting to help people a lot, and she is so passionate. Like it's like everyone knows that Rory is all about like good vibes, good energy, oh. and it's like it's like it's almost like it's like on her forehead like that's what she's about like in a good way if that makes sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think I've learned like so much from other people and even my own self but especially Rory about stuff like that like she is is just so special in that way and she definitely makes people um well feel that way one but then also reminds others like how important it is to surround yourself like about you know good energy and good vibes because what's the point if not so and the power of a smile. My friend told me that that years ago, and that's kind of stuck with me. The Even power like, of a smile. Absolutely. Like, if you could be, I don't know, trying to think of, like, a situation where a smile just always works. Um, or smile like, at strangers. Smile at strangers. <laughs> we don't do that enough. I, actually, no, sorry. Actually, I was talking about this with someone. People do that enough, but sometimes people in my generation don't do that enough. Like, I was talking about how you know people like my mom's age or, mm -hmm. or older I feel like everyone you know you walk down the street and someone's like oh hello like mm -hmm. that's it like you don't know them and that's okay um maybe you'll see them again and maybe you will know them later but people in my generation sometimes maybe even younger than me it's like everyone is just like 
it's like don't talk Heads to me. Down. It's okay. like don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be weird if you said hello to someone that was your age like that. Really? Yes. And like maybe maybe you think I'm crazy, but I promise that's how okay. it is. No. And it's I and I was yeah. telling this person when we were talking about this. I was like, can you like think of when all the people who are 30 years older than us, like our age right now, mm-hmm. someday in 30 years, like they're gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then everyone, like, we're the older people, and then there's maybe people that are 10 years younger than us, and that's how it's going to be, and there's going to be no people left that say hi to each other on the street. Do you know what I mean? I hope not. I know, but, like, that's what it made me think. I was like, what is wrong sometimes? You know, when I'm smiling, it's like, I love chit-chatting with people, just random strangers at the coffee shop, at the grocery store, at my gym. Absolutely. And usually, people are receptive to that. Totally. Yeah, I just, like, I mean, I definitely, there are a handful of people who would agree with me who are my generation and age but I know that there's like definitely a, a change in some of it though too mm. I would say so interesting but I just try and be kind to everyone I mean unless someone wasn't kind to me then I could tell you right now that I'm not very kind sometimes <laughs> but that's only within reason so well thanks for sharing those little kind of tidbits of things you feel like you learned kind of right now in your decade that you're at so that's awesome Okay, so we're going to move on a little bit to one of the core areas of this episode. So now that we know Stella a little bit further and some of her likes and experience, we are going to talk in more detail about what she mentioned earlier being her passion project, which is aka Stella's Buffalo. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more in detail about this, just to know the background story behind this project and business of yours. So what is and when did you start creating Stella's Baklava? Well, I got into baking maybe a decade ago, maybe a bit longer than that. And I would okay. bake and give, you know, my baklava away in cookies. I would gift it nice. to my friends at work, the neighbors, my pharmacist, people, the coffee shop, you name it. I would gift them with baklava that's awesome and cookies I would give them away and then that kept on going that kept on going and then over the years I had people ask me you should sell this be like oh no I can't who'd want to buy this that's weird (laughs) you should have a website oh no you know yeah wasn't even thinking that way and then fast forward I retire quit from lung right move on from lung and kind of searching for what I wanted to do and um, I, I gave some baklava to Joanne oh, who owns ingredients. Okay. I gave her some baklava and I, I gave her and her husband some baklava and they tried it and just as a friendship thing I gave her some totally. she said, would you ever consider selling this at my store ingredients and I thought oh I don't know Joanne and she says oh come on just try it so we tried it at Christmas and it went over quite well. So how many years ago was this? Was this like this would be years? maybe two Christmases ago. Two so this might be ago. this. We're going on year number two. Gotcha. Christmas okay. number two. So I made some baklava, and wouldn't you know, it sold out. Well, yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of built on from that, from that first sale there. And I, but I still enjoy donating it. To lots of charities around town if they have silent auctions Absolutely. I like donating it I still gift it to neighbors and friends yeah. and I have 
have the pop-up shopping at Ingredients. Yes. So it's a nice balance for me. If you don't follow uh, Stella on Instagram after this episode, you can definitely go follow her. I'll tag her Instagram in the episode link. But um, she posts lots of photos of like the different places she donates the baklava to and, and such like that. And Because, correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm wrong, but do some of the proceeds actually that um, from a purchase of baklava, does that go towards something too? Right. So from every, every pop-up sale that I have in ingredients... Right. Um, a portion of the proceeds go to charity. So each sale, I yeah, I pick a different charity. Oh, okay. Right, so I give a little bit to a different charity. And so what have been some of the main ones this year that uh, you've donated towards? I gave, oh, over the past few years, um, I gave some to Secret Santa, oh, okay. Saskatoon Public Schools Foundation, the YWCA, the U of S. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Well, there's only more to come. There's only more to come. And the thing with that is it also gets the conversation started about local charities. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes people don't even realize that there are some places like this that do take and need donations, right? There's so many places, too. There's so so. many different charities. um, And you might not know what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I just try to get the conversation going. And it's it's just a very small way for me to give back to the community. No, it seems like a small way to you, but I think it's probably a a big way to lots of other people, right? Can you describe, now that we know a little bit about what Stella's Baklava is um, and the background of the business, basically how it all started with the initial like recipe and what that means to you? Right. Um, So when I was a little girl, my mom made baklava at home. And this is a Greek dessert, is This that is correct? a Greek dessert. My family's Greek. And, right. you know, there's different cultures and, that make them, but mm-hmm. my baklava is Greek style because mm-hmm. my family's Greek. So when I was a little girl, my mom made baklava around the kitchen table, and my job was to spread the nuts and butter the phyllo pastry. That's so cute. At our little kitchen <laughs> table, in our little kitchen. So I would help mom do that. And I didn't know this, but I was learning to make baklava with her. Oh. You know? You were just kind of along for the ride. Just along for the ride, something to do with mom. And then fast forward, my mom passed away from dementia a few years back. So this is my tribute to mom and to have mm. and a way to keep her memory alive. Using mom's recipe to make baklava and, and also to connect with my Greek heritage. Absolutely. I think that's pretty beautiful that you're using the recipe that you were taught from her to make it and everything. Did she, um, I haven't uh, heard any complaints about yours from people in my life that have had it. Did you, do you ever feel like yours, like this is a really silly question, but I repeat certain things my mom makes too, Mm -hmm. but it's never the same as hers. Does that make sense? It's like, there's just, I don't know what's missing, but like, I don't know if she just like, spit love into it but yeah. like does that make sense like do you feel like there's like ever like something missing from it still no, or it's pretty it's, identical i think it's pretty close yeah. and like people often say to me what's the secret ingredient and i always say it's homemade with love there you go my friend gave me that piece of advice years ago he said the secret ingredient when you make anything dessert love. breakfast dinner make it with love because it will taste different i think that's true I like, sometimes I, I do, I don't do so much baking. It's not really like my thing. Like mm-hmm. I have to be like really in the mood to do it. Mm-hmm. 
um, but cooking is my thing. Okay. I love cooking. It is like, it's my passion mm-hmm. and I always have, but probably mostly discovered that recently in the past five years, I would say. But I sometimes I don't really make anything that extraordinary or different than the next person's making. Mm-hmm. But my family and like my other loved ones, like when I like either bring them something or I cook dinner that night or something, you wouldn't believe like how it like people are like through the roof like oh my god like what did you put in this and Mm -hmm. i'm like the heck are you talking about like it's like you had this like the other week or like Mm -hmm. you know this is just this thing like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. but like when you do like when you're so passionate about something i think Mm -hmm. like some reason people taste that i don't know why oh i think for sure yeah it's like kind of a weird phenomenon i think so though even with cookies or anything, I make dinner. If I'm if I'm feeling it and I'm in the groove, things just taste better. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's why maybe like chefs at restaurant need to be passionate because it maybe goes maybe like makes the restaurant go a long way. I, don't know. I think there's some truth to that. I, I think know. so. All in all, after entering going to be your second Christmas doing this passion project now, what have been the biggest positives that stand out and some wins that have occurred from doing this? I've enjoyed meeting so many people Yeah, doing this and connecting with people in the community. Whether it be pop-up sales in, at ingredients yeah. um, or volunteering and donating my baklava to the different charities. At ingredients, at my pop-up sales, I have customers that have come back totally and it's so nice to see them people are like always commenting too like when are you going to be back in ingredients mm-hmm. have you ever noticed that i do i do all the time i notice it so uh, i think that's pretty to have like reoccurring people repeat customers and yeah i miss that social connection totally well it's probably like one of the factors that also like motivate you to continue this too because of like that sense of community and it just keeps building and growing and I often find it hard to say no to people that ask me to donate the baklava <laughs> sorry I find it so hard because I, I, I want to help everybody and you know there's only so many hours in a day that I can do it it's not like you have an assistant in the back no doing it I have you. no assistant it's just me <laughs> I often joke I said it's just me I have two hands and one oven yeah. in my kitchen right <laughs> um, but definitely yeah the positive one of the best things is meeting people yeah I mean it doesn't get better than that really with anything that you're doing in life if you can find some amazing people that are supporting you whenever you're doing or just like super excited and in the background i think that's amazing especially because well to saskatoon i mean it's it i was saying to someone before who didn't know where saskatoon was that i mean it technically is a like somewhat of a big city like it has over three hundred thousand people but i mean it's still like i feel like a lot of people everyone kind of knows everyone too in saskatoon oh definitely or like knows of but i think that it's um, a really great place to be able to build something like this, like this passion project too. Like I think people are just really supportive of each other's and what they're doing. So kind of like just quickly segueing back before we get into another little 
session of, of discussion I just want we had mentioned before we were talking about like the cooking and how you're ba- like baking and like the more love you put into something and the passion you put into it people like really feel that so we stand by that saying <laughs> do you believe that when a person is truly passionate about what they do whether it is baking or it's you know something like you know being a nurse or being a doctor like whatever it is do you believe that they're going to succeed better like in their life with that thing or whether it's something like a business with marketing do you think people feel that in a business when the person running it is like super passionate about what's at hand well i try to be as authentic as i can yeah um and pretty much what you see is what you get yeah i um i do my own marketing on instagram and facebook and I try to keep it as real as I can. Yeah. Oh. I think that's kind of all there is to it, right? I mean, I think that, I mean, if someone isn't maybe passionate or slightly isn't authentic, then maybe people recognize that. And it's almost kind of like a turnoff in a sense. And you know that saying, if you find something you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. I kind of, I think I found that. I've never, wow. I've never felt that until I started doing this. That's how I feel like th- with this. Do you? Yeah. Same kind of feeling? Yeah. Like it's, I can't wait to make my baklava. I get up early. You know, the days that I have a whole bunch to, to get out the door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, give me more, you know? It's, yeah. I, 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 I grew up with a dad who honestly like, he would say something like that along the lines of what you were saying like until you didn't want to hear it anymore mm-hmm. like he, he was always like like find something that is not is basically a job or work that you're so passionate about that you, you won't even have to work again like he just wanted us always to find that one thing or two things that we were so passionate about that there was no day we wouldn't want to wake up and do it if that makes sense so I always feel like he felt like that. Did he? Yeah. 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 So I definitely feel that. And having this little business ticks ticks off a lot of boxes for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a little way of giving back. It's a social, it's very social. It connects me to people. And I find baking therapeutic. Totally. So it just, I, I enjoy being in my kitchen, you know. Christmas is coming up, so I'll put on the Christmas music. Yeah. And just sit in That's my kitchen great. and bake and then you know wrap it up all pretty i one thing about me is i love pre, you know presentation is very important for absolutely. me absolutely so i have my labels and my pink ribbons and my white boxes and packaging and yeah it's therapy in a way I she guess. does a beautiful job i mean if anyone listening is obviously not from saskatoon because there are some people i do feel bad that you can't come and buy some of the baklava but you'll just have to follow the Instagram and mm-hmm. admire from afar. <laughs> and I'm also going to have ginger snap cookies for Christmas. Oh, okay. I think I've yeah. seen you do those before yeah. at one point. Yeah. I always like to do baklava and then maybe a, and then a cookie. Do you have a favorite cookie? Oh, you know what? Ginger snaps are right up there. Really? I like those warm flavors, ginger, um, like sweet ginger, and spicy. cinnamon, and... You like sweet and spicy? Yeah. I, I I feel like it's never a cookie that I'm like, I'm going to make ginger snaps. I feel like I forget about them. Well, it 
you know. Ginger snap kind of is holiday for me, but True. I also make chocolate chip cookies. And that's what I did for Father's Day. That was my baklava and chocolate chip cookie for Father's Day. Um, Valentine's Day, I do the red, pink, and white M&Ms. Oh, I've done something like that too Have before. You? Yeah, just, just for like a few family members, like just for an extra little treat gift kind of thing. And then Easter, I did the mini eggs. Well, oh, that's my a gosh. good idea. I've I never done anything like that mini before. egg chocolate. <laughs> oh, I could eat a whole bag of them. Oh, I, I'm sure I ate my weight <laughs> in mini eggs this past Easter. But um, yeah, so I always do baklava and then I just, I like making cookies. So yeah. I just put it, tuck a few extra cookies and bring a few extra packages of cookies to ingredients for the sales. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. I kind of like to wrap up on our thoughts and reflections about learning about yourself and Stella's baklava. And maybe no one has ever asked you this before. But if you had someone, you know, who had come to you about an idea they had about something very similar to yours, what would be your advice? Would you just say, go for it, like, do this, like, this is the best thing I ever did for myself? Does that make sense? You know, I would say follow your dreams. Take a chance. What's the worst thing that could happen? Might not work out, but you know what? What if it does? Like, if you have any kind of passion projects, I just love that word you use. I feel like I've never heard anyone say that before. No. But I feel like it could be anything. Like if someone had an idea that they wanted to do that, it could involve baking. It doesn't have to, obviously. Like I know some people um, have even like made or knitted different things that mm-hmm. kind of has to do with like fundraising. And I think if if that's something you feel passionate about, I just feel like that's so beautiful and I think you should do it. I don't necessarily have something like that that I would like to do right now in my life. But the podcast, I mean as it continues to grow and over the next couple of years my like my someone asked me what my long-term goal was and i i don't really mind sharing this because it's not like it's a secret but mm-hmm. i would love to be able to like whether it was just like say we made one t-shirt that was like a solid t-shirt that was like our what we were known for basically the like either most of or half the proceeds would i would like to find a a group or like a big foundation I know there's lots out there but that support like almost like children empowerment and Mm. like giving back to like basically like building up children to be even 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 better in in their set them up for their 20s if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I don't really know what that foundation is yet there's there's a lot of different I haven't Mm. done the work to look into stuff like that yet i'm not i'm not there yet but that's mm-hmm. kind of my long term like Aww. maybe that's my passion project but you no know, it's always good to have a goal right? yeah absolutely well thanks for sharing so much about um stella's baklava and kind of how it came to be and where you're at now with it my pleasure taylor yeah this hour just flew by <laughs> <laughs> so we have some more thoughts and questions for stella while i still have her here with me and taking everything that you've heard about kind of her passion and her life experience, we're gonna get into just some thoughts and advice, maybe for people of some even younger generations for me, that would be good to listen. So what I have for you is to think about all the wisdom and life experience that you've gained. What would you tell your 20 year old self 
right now, if you could. I would tell myself not to worry so much about the little things and that everything is going to work out, work out all right. Um, my mom always used to say to me, 99% of the things you worry about don't even happen. True. You always seem to be thinking worst case scenario or right. something. Right. And I would just, yeah, just not worry so much about things. It's funny how life kind of, I think things are kind of laid out for you. We don't even realize it. Don't even realize it. <laughs> and you take certain paths and that's just the way you're supposed to go. I think that there is no better way to say it. That's perfect to me. Do you think that there was anything, whether it was in your 20s or your 30s or I don't know, even when you were 17, that was like a really big life lesson that you learned from? That maybe someone could relate to or be able to resonate with? You know, I don't know if there's a specific life lesson that, you know, c comes to mind right now, but I believe that everything is written for you in life. You're supposed to go a certain way. Um, Greek people say, this is how it translates in Greek, kind of roughly, which means everything is kind of written out okay. the way you're supposed to go. It's like it's already in the stars. It's already in the <laughs> stars. It's predetermined. However way you want to interpret that, mm -hmm. and kind of the, go with it. the older I get, the more I kind of think, yeah, maybe I'm supposed to do this. Just let it happen. Totally, I think that things are meant to be. Things like, are meant to be in relationships, in career, in choices you make. I think I think I, I like that a lot. That was really beautiful. Like the the quote that you just said too. Do you, I hope I said do it you, right. <laughs> do you, you don't, do you just know some like sentences and words or do you no, I'm fluent? I'm fluent in Greek. I didn't know that. Yeah. So oh, when we should have mentioned that uh, in the beginning. <laughs> so growing up, I spoke Greek with my mom and dad at home oh, and my brother and all my, my relatives and. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm trying, you know, I, I try to speak Greek as much as I can. Do you my, know anyone in the city who speaks Greek? Um, oh yeah. I know. Oh. You know, um, I, I actually listen to Greek cooking shows <laughs> to just keep the Greek going in my head and to listen to people yeah. chatting Greek. When I was in, in Regina this past weekend, I was chatting Greek with my cousins. Wow. Oh, well, that, right. Mm -hmm. I forgot. There was some family you said that's yeah, not too far away. Yeah, my family's there. Oh, good, good. Yeah. And then your brother would speak Greek too. Yeah, I chat with my brother. I phone oh. him and we chat and we all spoke Greek growing, you know, at home. I, I'm sure it was my first language. Wow. I, um, English is my first language, but like, like, I mean, as a child, we did more than me. As we got older, I feel like I went through this, like, phase where I didn't want to listen to my dad, obviously, mm -hmm. but we spoke French together. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I, I still, I, when I call my, my grandma, like, she, we speak, we speak a little bit of English, and we'll speak, we kind of go back and forth. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we just kind of go back and forth between the two things, and... Yeah, no, it's it's nice to be able to keep up with it because if you didn't speak it, you'll you'll lose it you'll for lose sure. It. It's so nice to speak a different language. Like growing up, we went to culture, Greek cultural school on Saturday, oh, okay. and we didn't want to go. Yeah. On Saturday, I wanted to take ballet, totally, or jazz dancing, but no, I had to go to Greek school. And now that, as an adult, I'm so glad that I went. 
my brother says the same thing because now we can speak a second language. Totally. I think of all the things I didn't want to do as a kid, but then they were probably for the best. I remember I did, I like I took piano lessons from, you know, you were able to move your fingers pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a long period where I didn't, like maybe I'd go through phases throughout the year. Like I didn't want to go, I wanted to go, I wanted mm-hmm. to go, I didn't want to go. But... I'm kind of glad that I kept up with her. Like, I don't know if my mom forced me sometimes too. She probably did because she probably liked me playing and she, she saw that I liked it sometimes. But mm-hmm. I still am able to play nowadays and I'm glad I can. And yeah. same with French. I mean, I graduate with a French diploma from high school. Oh, so, did you? Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been in, in French like education. Well, besides nursing school, obviously. Okay. But and you can take nursing school in French. I just mm-hmm. didn't, obviously. So, um but if anything, I would just I would just say I just want to learn more languages though. Like sometimes like French and English is like doesn't feel like it's enough to me. Like I'm, mm. even at the hospital, like if I could learn like Spanish and Arabic, like those oh. are two other ones that are like I feel like so crucial. Like not that it's not like I am expected to at all. Mm-hmm. Like because like if it was like a really situation where there was no family to translate, you'd have to get a real translator. Mm-hmm. But like. I've come across that so many times, like Filipino, Spanish, and Arabic would be three languages that I would love to learn. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and Greek too, because that and was Greek. pretty beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's pretty awesome. We're going to enter into our kind of final section of me and Stella's conversation today, talking mostly about giving back and community volunteering and what I am interested to learn is when you reflect on your life was volunteering something that you have always been doing before your passion project or is this a new territory for you no my mom was a volunteer when I was growing up that was just something that mom did and she did a lot of canvassing door-to-door collecting donations and she would often take me with her nice so we went door to door collecting and then when I got a little older she'd get me to write the receipt at the at the door oh nice collect money and then we'd go home and count the money out and put it all on the form so it's just something you did like it wasn't Mm -hmm. volunteering it was just something it was part of life my mom did like the diabetes association Mm -hmm. the canvassing yeah yeah and so it, this was, it, it was a learned behavior. Yeah. And I have met some of the best people through volunteerism who have turned out to be my friends. That's wonderful. And what does giving back mean to you in terms of volunteering? Like, is that something you couldn't imagine your life without? Well, it's given me a sense of gratitude. Yeah. You know, be happy with what you have. Um, and to count your blessings. M- Mom always used to say to me, you were born lucky and count your blessings. I mean, there's times where maybe I don't feel like I'm the luckiest person in the room, but then there's always going to be someone who's less fortunate than mm-hmm. you. Always, like, that's just how the world works. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you do have to count your blessings. Mom and I, I try to do that. You know, as hard as some days are, some days are better than others. Not every day is a wow, obviously. Um, yeah, but gratitude, that's really changed my life. Yeah. Just embracing gratitude. and. Do you feel like 
this is something like I, I personally am like kind of like a writer and a journaler or are you just more of like a reflecting person when it comes to gratitude or do you do both um you know I do have notes in in my phone I have yeah. notes and and quotes that I take pictures nice. of and and just taking a minute to stop you know when you're not having the best day maybe and just think yeah. you know what I'm so lucky life is good tomorrow will be a new day yeah no matter how bad the previous no one was no matter how bad it is and you yeah. know what it always does get better right yeah it does it does even if it was like a really bad month <laughs> or a bad week or whatever um yeah life has really changed for me since i've embraced gratitude i have a kind of a funny story when you meant, mentioned the word count your blessing blessings mm-hmm. i had like this flashback to being like a little girl in my bed with my mom tucking me in and she used to like not make me but like well kind of maybe when I got older but like to like I would have to like count my blessings before bed like it was like Mm -hmm. it was sweet it wasn't like it was just like I remember like doing that though like Mm. being like I'm grateful for like my bed tonight like I'm I'm grateful for (laughs) like um the supper we had to, do you know right. what I mean? Like, that's what we would do before bed together. Like, right. but not just always reading a story. We would literally do that. I think that was, I just like thought of it for some reason. Oh, and that's kind of funny. And that stayed with you, that thought. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily call her every night now and do it, but, no. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I kind of, in a sense, like, I, I honestly, honestly, I don't do it every night because I'm a human and I forget and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get sidetracked and whatnot. But I mean, I feel like, I, after like a week passes I feel like sometimes like I'll think about something like that at the end of my week you know in bed or when I'm going to sleep so I think it was kind of just like a I just thought of my my little my little red-haired seven-year-old self being like (laughs) like in bed being like with my blankie like oh I'm thankful for the bunny I saw outside like something Mm -hmm. silly like that so that's cute My last uh, thought, basically, for today is I, myself, and some of the other people that I've had on the podcast, uh, among other people in my life, I feel like we always, like, encourage making sure your cup is filled up before you fill someone else's up, if that makes sense. Kind of like that whole, like, airplane scenario, like, you should make sure your oxygen mask is on first. You are giving back so much in so many different ways, you know, through your passion project and you have been doing stuff like this your whole life um, among having the, the career that you did have. How do you reconnect with yourself and refill your cup before doing all these like things, especially when you have like all this baking to do as well? Like, how do you take time for you and step back? Oh, one, one thing I definitely incorporate into my life is exercise. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So going to group fitness classes, yoga, walking. That's like Stella's time. That's just me time. Yeah. Me time. And, you know, if I miss that, I just find, I just feels like, oh, I just, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. Something doesn't feel right. So I always make time for exercise, even if it is just... If I'm having a super busy day and I can't make it to the gym, you know, walk. Totally. I mean, I, I usually take like a couple of days a week off of working out and sometimes I'll just do some stretching that day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yoga and stretching is one yeah. of the best things you can do for your body, in, in my opinion. I've, 
I feel like I, I've been trying so hard lately to talk about and recognize it more because I, I definitely have a lot of problems with filling up my own cup before mm-hmm. filling up others and then I end up becoming empty and burnt out and mm-hmm. some of that just speaks to kind of who nurses are <laughs> because I feel like we're always like you know sometimes in a 12-hour period you're like filling up a lot of cups like and and I mean real cups and metaphorical cups too <laughs> but like I feel like it's just like you honestly honest to god like forget about yourself and you forget like you're even like a person and you're like oh like I need to drink water in this 12-hour day yes. and I haven't and no wonder I feel like excuse my language but kind of like I'm like a bitch right now like I'm grumpy and like mm. I'm like I need to go and break like you know what I mean so I feel like I've been trying better like in that moment in my day because I, mean, I can't like look too far ahead but just I just need to fill up my cup at the start of my day first whatever that is for me that day and maybe find like a little time throughout the day in the afternoon to check in with myself like if I need something before I go and help other people so and like it was for when I have a day off too and I have a lot to do mm-hmm. so because I end up making too many promises or commitments and oh, I'm like okay just like I you know what I schedule my exercise in my phone in my oh, day timer absolutely yeah I put little blocks of time in there and I'm sorry I'm busy for that hour yeah I have even though commitment. it's like not like a it seems like an unofficial commitment but it is it's real it's it's a repeating um item in my calendar absolutely my fitness classes that I go to that's awesome well thanks yeah. for sharing that I feel like I no I mean we're all just trying to get better at filling up our cups too it's just nice to know what someone else does like to kind of uh, reflect on maybe what I need to get better at or something like that so well I appreciate your time so so much honestly today I feel like I had so much fun talking about everything that you have going on in the background that maybe people don't realize and just getting to know you more than I already did before. So I think it was really beautiful that we were able to do that. Thanks for having me on your show, Taylor. No problem. This is my first podcast. <laughs> yes, this is her first podcast. And, and I it was survived. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any questions for Stella that you feel like we didn't answer or that come to mind, we'd love to hear them. So definitely reach out to me in any way available. And finally, if you heard anything that you liked, loved or felt inspired by we'd love to hear from you using my contact form in the bio and instagram messages or leave a review on any platform that you listen to and whatever you get up to today or wherever you are just be the real you and the future self will thank you for it (laughs) okay goodbye